Now it's time for the rural news with Sally Murphy in Ōtotahi. And Fonterra has dropped its milk price forecast. Kia ora, that's right. The dairy giant has trimmed its forecast milk payout for the current season because of weaker prices, lower demand and inflation. It's now forecasting a payout in the range of $8.50 to $10 a kilo of milk solids with a midpoint of $9.25. That's down 25 cents from the previous forecast. Fonterra says the reduction reflects the downward trend in global dairy prices, which have fallen about 30% from record highs in March. Federated Farmers Dairy Chairperson Richard McIntyre says the lower forecast isn't a surprise. Look, I think this is something that um, all dairy farmers have, have been expecting. It's just been a matter of time. Um, you know, Given the, the successive drops in the global dairy trade um, over the last few months, at the same time, it's great that Fonterra has revised it now rather than waiting later on in the season because you know, farmers are um, cutting their cloth to, to fit um, the milk price in terms of you know, what they choose to spend money on and what they choose to hold, hold back expenditure on. And so, so if we're going to um, have a revision or downwards revision of the milk price, it's great to get it earlier rather than later. Richard McIntyre says the break-even price for this season is $8.18 a kilo of milk solids. Strong commodity prices have helped state-owned farmer Pamu nearly double its profits. The company has reported a net profit after tax of $59 million in the year to June, up from $29 million last year. Pamu Chief Executive Mark Leslie says the result reflects good product prices and steady revenue growth across the business. He says it's particularly pleasing given the significant input costs input cost pressures farmers are facing. Mr Leslie says the rising value of carbon credits, along with gains from farm sales on the West Coast and in the Wairarapa, helped offset the impact of significant inflation and in-farm operating expenses. Pamu will pay a $5 million dividend to its shareholder, the New Zealand Government. In news this hour, the government has activated Enhanced Task Force Green in response to flooding in the Nelson, Tasman and Marlborough districts. The programme provides unskilled and semi-skilled workers to help farmers and growers complete clean-up work on their properties, such as clearing debris off fence lines and repairing buildings and waterways. Farmers and growers can register for help by contacting the Flood Recovery Coordinator. A global shipping expert says ongoing freight disruption will continue for the next year at least and says things will not return to how they were before the pandemic. Chair of Port Company CEO Group, Charles Finney, made the comments at the Pit Fruit Conference being held in Nelson this week. He says the pandemic turned international shipping on its head, with huge delays, backlogs and inflated prices. He says delays have eased, but prices remain higher than they were in 2019. I don't think that people should be expecting a return to the world we were in in 2019. I would personally anticipate higher prices. I think also there are going to be different ways people are going to be running their businesses. The just-in-time model is probably something people are reconsidering. And as a result of COVID, there's been a whole lot of onshoring and investment decisions to move factories from maybe where they they were to to new destinations so that we're not all dependent on one or two production centres around the world. And that's going to mean new, new shipping patterns. So the world will not be the same. That's Charles Finney. To other news, maize growers are being warned they need to switch up their methods or face smaller yields as the effects of climate change creates more extreme weather. Niwa says July was one of the warmest and wettest on 
on record. A senior researcher at the Foundation for Arable Research, David Densley, says maize typically does well in warmer climates, but there's a major downside. As far as warmer temperatures are concerned in longer dry periods, the downside to that is that evapotranspiration rates increase as soil temperatures go up. And that is, the plant actually requires more water just to maintain itself. And so some of the modelling work we've done has shown that this last season in the Waikato, for example, we needed another 50 mils more water just to achieve the same thing. So the impact on, on warmer and dry temperatures during the growing period is that need more water to be able to produce the same thing. Otherwise, actually drought occurs and impacts the mates. David Densley says growers should consider using no-till or strip-till to prepare and plant maize crops rather than turning the soil over using conventional cultivation. Time now for the latest from the sale yards around the country. I spoke to our regular guest, Suze Bremner, a little earlier today. Hi, Suze. What's been happening this week? It is another week closer to spring and markets are really starting to show what can be achieved when grass starts to grow. Despite all the rain and more to come, several regions are experiencing earlier than usual grass growth and that has turned the focus onto the yards and what is available. Some pretty impressive cattle prices have been recorded this week. From 600kg prime beef cross steers at Frankton which reached $3.70 a kilo. Now that's actually a record in our database for the North Island to some very strong returns for R2 and yearling traditional steers as levels already reached those posted in late September, early October last year. And what are some of those prices? Well, traditional cattle at Stortford Lodge exceeded expectations as R2 steers over 500 kilos sold for $3.60 to $3.66 a kilo and the heifers were $3.35 to $3.55 a kilo. Now, yearling steers of the same breeding were also able to reach 1,200 to 1,540 for the tops. The only markets that are feeling a little bit of a pinch at the moment are prime sheep, but ewe tallies are on the low side anyway, as most regions are now in the middle of lambing. That's Suze Bremner from AgriHQ. And just lastly, a dive team has started surveying the Waikato's coastal waters, looking for the Mediterranean fanworm and clubbed tunicate, which threaten native underwater species in algae. Waikato Regional Council spokesperson Danielle Kruger says the pests normally arrive here on the hull of ships. As far as risks go, both the Mediterranean fanworm and the club tunicate can have significant impacts on aquaculture. They grow in really large densities and they outcompete other organisms for nutrients. Uh, one female fanworm, for instance, can produce up to 50,000 eggs in a single spawning event and they can pack in 1,000 individuals per square metre and they're incredibly efficient filter feeders, so they're really not great to have around on your mussel farms. Danielle Kruger says any pests found are destroyed. And that's the rural news for this week. Koyarate Purongo o te taifenua. Kia ora, Sally.